Everybody to another episode of Girl Man Watch Get Shit. It's, it's a me. It's, it's me, TJ. You sound better than Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, you mean let's uh, go? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm here with Jordan, and <laughs> Jordan, just just talk. I can't. You got it. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> you're with me. And then we are also here. With a friend of the show, uh, what is this fourth fourth guest appearance? Annie, what is what Something is this? Like that. Is this number four? I think it. Yeah, yeah. it's number four. <laughs> number four. So Hello, officially, friends. yes, yes. And and I said this to you uh, when you when we were uh, getting everything set up. Your audio, you sound amazing with this. Headset. Like it's her podcast. I know. Oh, I, com- I know. I come prepared. I'm I'm yeah, here. I'm ready. Time- I get it. You are, but I'm, I'm, now I'm taking it a little bit personally. You know what I mean? I almost wonder if, like, when you log in, you're like, you know what? I'm going to sound better than those two assholes, and I'm going to make sure, like, you know, it's 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 becoming a bit of a competition. I feel. At least I mean, well, you could just be better. You could just be better. You know, hey, this is a conversation between me and Amy right now, buddy. You know. So. <laughs> I mean, all I've got to say is, you know, Jordan, I'm glad you've noticed, and yeah. Um, I'm here to take over. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. Exactly. TJ Snyder, Mark, and me, me, I can be better. And then you sounding a lot better. I have a feeling. Yeah. Okay. Well, my days are numbered. Well, Hey, it's been, it's been nice. I'm glad that we have you on for, for this episode. I also noted aside from you sounding uh, uh, really great is uh, we had you on uh, for a Holly Jolly extravaganza with the home alone reboot. And now we have you on for uh, a Christmas story, Christmas, which is like a sequel, rebooty kind of thing. So, Annie, I have a question for you, though. I have, yeah. a, I have a question for you. Yeah. A whole year has passed, and you're still friends with us. What happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> who do you not have in your life? Is there... <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, I'm not watching enough kid shit. Um, so that's just you know the draw that keeps me coming back. Um, we also, you know, we've played a little battlefront in the intervening year. So that's kept it going. Uh, and, uh, no, I just, I enjoy your company guys. <laughs> Listen, everyone who says that I was a nerd in high school, you hear that someone enjoys my company. <laughs> and it's Annie with, with, a, with a crystal clear voice and, and the reboot expertise. So fuck y'all um <laughs> had you have you have that let me start that again have you had any experience with christmas story like what is your like have you seen the original you know coming into this no i came into this pretty much sight unseen um i was aware of two things going into this movie i was aware mm-hmm. of the fact that they're exists a lamp in the shape of a leg with stockings and that mm-hmm. at some point in the dead of winter a kid decided to lick a metal pole and that was a bad idea and so those are you know mm-hmm. that's my main cultural 
awareness of what this story was before I sat down to watch this movie. It just wasn't like a, it wasn't a mainstay in my household growing up. So it was a lot of fun to just kind of sit down and see this for the first time and mostly wonder like, oh, is that a reference or is that a reference? Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, (laughs) I had no idea, but I was along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. So not even like, like, you know how sometimes people are like, oh, I've seen bits and pieces. Like, you never seen bits and pieces of it either? Like, have you seen, like, clips of it or anything? Me, you know, no more than, like, five minutes in total. I mean, You're lucky, because, listen, <laughs> my, for for years, my house was like, oh, turn on TBS. Because on Christmas Day, Annie, mm. TBS, that's all they play. Yeah. Is a Christmas story. Yeah. And to the point where I was like, if I see this goddamn movie one more goddamn time. <laughs> so, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, there was there was a lot. I remember the first time I saw it was um, at my grandparents' house, and it was my older cousins, and it came on TV. And it just, I think honestly, because when when did that movie come out? Like in in the eighties or something like that. The first one. No idea. I, I almost just feel like you kind of like had to be there. You know what I mean? Like trying to get like. <laughs> trying to get like my 90s kid ass to try and watch this movie i was like this looks so boring you know what i mean right like, like it, just, it looked it looked old <clears throat> the, by the time yeah. i i was like aware of it right because it's you know mm-hmm. it's made in what the the 80s it's but it's set i think in like the late 50s or early mm-hmm. 60s or something because what's his face ralphie has to grow up <laughs> um and or until we get to like 1973 in this current you know sequel or whatever and so it just i think it just always read to me as a kid like oh this is this is something old people like to watch (laughs) i mean but you know it kind of i think that you hit the nail on the head because we're looking at this one now us saying like oh when we were kids the original movie was on right mm-hmm, so 20 mm-hmm. some years later 30 some years later we are now ralphie's age yeah, right? yeah. when uh, our parents are watching the original christmas story is like oh i remember when i was that age it's like it's this weird like nostalgia loop that the whole movie's kind of based on yeah. and the whole the whole premise of everything mm-hmm. and, it, and it doesn't <laughs> i i don't know if i associated like the look of old because like movie like if you look even if you watch the power rangers movie now that shit look old as hell that shit looks old as it never looked good um and live action movies i watched on vhs anyway so it all looked like it was from the same time frame i think the thing that always gets me and it's actually the thing that i am most anxious about when it comes to as as the decades march on and we continue to do movies in the in this time period it was the cars right you can yeah. always tell the decade by the car and i'm just like we're, we're just going to run out of them They're, people just aren't going to make them anymore uh but i just remember watching the original movie being like that those cars look old as hell same thing when i watch uh, christmas vacation i'm like yeah that station wagon is old as hell yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and i just you know it was it was a mixture of it being really old and like and watching it, I was just like, this is just, like, boring. You know what I mean? Like, I like I, there, and there, I know it's like, it got, like, it was like a cult classic. And, like, you know, people, like, cut for this movie. And, like, there's plenty of things, like the lampshade and, like, the bunny jam jams. And, like, the, the Red Rider BB gun. All these other sorts of things that are just, like, synonymous with, with this movie. That, for me, it's just, like, 
and you know like i, I, I mean, don't know i just I mean, it, they have a musical that's successful and they have a play that's successful i'm seeing the play i'm seeing the a christmas story play in like a week and a half for oh, some reason um but like i was like you know you know what i wonder <clears throat> if it harkens back to just an older way of filmmaking for a lot of people where things are slower, where the comedy's not super over the top, right? And like those those little cutaway, fadeaway scenes are like reminiscent of old like television, you know? Maybe. I just I loop a Christmas story in with It's a Wonderful Life where it's like they are inoffensive, like How? not really doing much. Then like they're just like these classic like you know, people watching It's a Wonderful Life because, like, their parents watched it and it got passed on. And, like, Christmas Story is kind of like the same thing. Like, trying to introduce Christmas Story to new audiences, I think, is challenging. I think Which a lot of that, too, has... Christmas. The 8-Bit Christmas movie, I thought, was really... 8-Bit Christmas was great. Because it had the same framework as Christmas Story, but it was just kind of updated a little bit, you know. What were you going to say, Annie? Well, I think some of it also has to do with just like the quality of the film you're seeing, like the the digital film you're seeing on TV, right? You know, how how flat and how two-dimensional movies of a certain age and television of a certain age looks compared to like the high def that people that everybody is used to um on the screen today. I I you know, I I get the sense that a lot of people look at, you know, movies from the 80s and earlier as like old, old movies, even when they're not and find them harder to watch, uh, even when I don't think they are, but just because of, you know, just move, you know, movie making technology has advanced so much that um, it's almost like looking at a, at a different, you know, scene in front of you. I mean, I actually miss that graininess that comes from old films and stuff like that. Right. Like now I'm like, shit's too smooth. I remember, (laughs) I remember having this like uncanny Valley moment when, um, they were showing um, showing off TVs and Transformers like three or some shit was out, right? And I just remember I was like, the 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 way the camera moves across the landscape is way too smooth for my liking. I remember getting motion sickness when watching Planet Earth on the motherfuckers, right? Yeah. And and it, you know, it's even like the thing that even now when you watch British television, you can tell that there's a different like just film quality to it. Yeah. Um. And I kind of, I kind of miss that because now it's a lot harder to believe in special effects or CG and stuff like that because everything is so high def. That film grade, like knockdown, helps me kind of live in that in that belief a little bit longer. It's right? why like Jurassic Park holds up, you know. Mm-hmm. Why movies of that era and this and the effects of that era still work is because they were still like in an environment that was conducive to mm-hmm. kind of hiding some yeah. of those gray areas. Yeah. I'm doing my rewatch of the Fast and the Furious series. And um, there's- Hold up, time out, time out. You say that as if that is an annual thing that you do. I love those fucking movies. So I'm doing my rewatch Bruh. of, um, and there's dude, the greatest, greatest, greatest film series of all time. And Family. in the first one, yeah, no. in the first one, no, I, I'm making a point here, all right? Get, keep your personal taste out of my point, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to use all that right. on a student. I'm going to use that on a student next time. Uh, I like that. I like the way that rolled off the tongue. 
um the scene the the uh the drag the drag race and watching that again in the very first one it came out in 2001 or sorry 2000 uh you have like the they do the thing with like the light they mask all of this stuff you know what i mean so it holds up it's like going back and watching it's like i kind of believe that they are racing these cars when in reality they're just sitting there and then conversely that speed racer movie by the wachowskis um which went all in it's like they took what they were like we're gonna we're gonna out fast and the furious fast and furious with regards to the racing scenes those scenes don't hold up at all because they're like they're trying to give you everything rather than recognizing their limitations i mean like we need to mask this mask that and i and the jurassic park example i think is a good example of that too because like there is cg in that but it still kind of holds up because like what is it that stampede it's like they're just they don't stay on it too long, and it, there's a lot of other things going on, and it kind of helps to to mask it. But um, but yeah, and there also there, there's all with this film grain stuff. There there is that like forced film grain that can look just as egregious as like terrible CGI that I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> the sepia tone. Yeah, I'm just like y'all are just trying to make this so- like shit. Can, can someone do a, a quick Google? I would do it, but Jordan knows that my keyboard is loud as hell. I wonder what year the original came out versus when the Wonder Years came out. Because this sort of like narration on my old life sort of storytelling was like really big. I love the Wonder Years, by I the way. I did too. And, and I, I was a big fan of the Wonder Years before I watched A Christmas Story for the first time. So I was like, oh, okay. I kind of dig this. I've seen this. And then, okay, so Andy says, so 19, 1983, that's the original Christmas story, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yes, and then indeed. When did, when did Wonder Years, let's see, Wonder Years, Wonder Years was like in the 90s, bro. 88. The first season oh, was 88. Well, yeah, so close, so. Which yeah. means that Christmas, a Christmas story probably had a huge impact on the storytelling mechanism of the Wonder Years. Could be, could be. And well, that was I mean. And that TV was trying to emulate a lot of stuff that films were doing. The voiceover alone, you know, the the inner thoughts of the kid as the focal point done in an older person's voice. Right. Like that, that never fails to creep me the fuck out. I mean, it's almost the same thing with there's the frame of that in um, what's the baseball, uh, the the Sandlot. Right. There's the frame of that. And I I, that's the thing that I actually noticed when I first watched uh a christmas story because i rewatched a christmas story before i watched this and i was like oh yeah this sort of like older person telling about their younger self rarely happens all the way through a movie now right it it really is like the summer of 87 was the one where i met jamie and everything changed and then we don't hear from that person for another two and a half hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then at the end they're like there was good days and bad days but the summer of 87 will always be my favorite (laughs) you know but this um I feel like the the whole idea of it being boring is because uh, the the charm of a Christmas story is the fact that those interior monologues are doing so much of the storytelling for us, right? Uh, and that that is like telling and not showing. Yeah, I mean, true. And and going back to kind of our um, our uh, discussion of like what makes for a good Halloween movie, like a mainstay movie and stuff, it's like you want something on that like you don't have to watch to like know what it is. Like really the original Christmas story 
and again, I'm I'm not that experienced with it, but it was more so like a series of like, I don't want to say vignettes, but it's like it was kind of like stitched together little moments, right? Like the 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 Santa Claus with the big slide, the kid with the pole, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all him. It's all him being like, "This is going to be the best Christmas ever." Yeah, and like, it and looks, it's going to be. And it, yeah, and every time you look at the screen, that's some Christmassy ass looking shit. You know what I mean? It so is. it's it's I can see how you know a movie like this, you have it on the TV while people are over and no one really needs to sit there and pay attention. It, it's you know it's a very low concept with regards to like plot and narrative, which like it's fine. I like a good fun fact. Concept. That is exactly why at a lot of Christmas Eves in my house, this movie was on in the background because it's just chunks, but also it's fun. Chunk. And, you know, you, just, you put on TBS or again, whatever that channel's called these days. I don't know. Is it still around? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, yeah, you just watch it. But pales in comparison to Scrooge and Christmas Vacation. In my opinion, don't write us any letters. Mix nuts. Or if you want to (laughs) hear... See, the thing is, I don't get that reference, so all I get is Annie saying mix nuts. (laughs) Here's a fun trivia fact for everybody before we get into the actual trivia. I put together my own personal top 10 Christmas movies on Kim Pins. That's K-I-M-P-I-N-S on YouTube. I'm going to say, I'm really glad that you said on Kim Pins. Because I was like, you know what we're not about to do right now? No, we're doing trivia. Drop my beat. guys hey annie hello who's who's ready to party with some fun facts and questions yeah that's the spirit okay so it's been a while since we've had a guest so everybody gets two questions each the first question is worth 200 points the second question is worth 300 points and then as always we have a mavis unless we only have one person with points and then which happened last week annie (laughs) 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 is that is that that what you sound like when you cry (laughs) you know that works you son of a bitch (laughs) for the listeners jordan pointed at his heart i did this works you fucking it's christmas time man you can't i don't know why you lying to the people but let's continue (laughs) my heart does work It does, and it better keep working. So don't die on me, good lord. His heart is like, work, 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 work. (laughs) (laughs) Jord! Yeah. In A Christmas Story Christmas, Ralphie wants a radiator for his car, but what did dear old dad want for Christmas in the original? A, a carburetor. B, a fence for the yard. Or C, a furnace. Carburetor's kind of too on the nose, isn't it? Uh, there was, I mean, full of on the nose things in this movie. Wasn't it yeah, just like it. A I'm going, I'm going on the nostalgia trip? I tried to circumvent. I tried to circumvent expectations. All I'm saying, I again, I'm just going to say before you give an answer <clears throat> that all of these, I worked very hard for them to be plausible. So don't get thrown off. I'm a tricky trickster. I'm going to say it. He wants a carburetor. No, he wants a furnace. <laughs> Fucking. <dick. laughs> 
I knew that too. <laughs> that is the sound you make when you cry. Thanks for confirming. <laughs> You're a fucking bully, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I wish that everyone could see the text that you sent me, because that's where you bully me. <laughs> Yeah. All right, TJ, for yeah. 200 points. Uh, everyone loves the sequel, right? Though the storylines of the other sequels were ignored by this one, this makes how many sequels to the original movie? So there's the original and how many sequels counting this? A, two, B, three, or C, four? You said sequels counting this? Yes. I'm going to say B, three. It is three. There's like a one that came out in 2012 and like a Christmas story summer, which I learned that today. Christmas in July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to look it up and then I got distracted by something else. So and here we are. I know no more facts about. I mean, there's like three Sandlot movies apparently or some shit like that. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. They went hard on that. Manny. Yes. We all learned last week that I love a good reused sound effect. Did you catch the Wilhelm screen in this? It was in the snowball shootout fantasy scene. Uh, but what reused sound effect can you hear in the rush to the newly opened register in the Christmas shopping scene? A, the universal telephone ring sample originally from the Rockford Files. B, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You really did your work for these. <laughs> B, a grunt from the original Doom when the Doom guy gets hurt. Or C, a grunt from Call of Duty when your player is downed. A. No, it's B, a grunt from the original Doom guy. <laughs> Wasn't that the sound effect last week, too? Yeah, it was. That's why it stuck out to me. Yeah, it was um, it was one of the the monsters in Doom, like the huh. grunt from the monster. Yeah, I forget now. I just remember the answer was Doom. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking at these now, and I hope that someone other than TJ gets on the board so we can do my Mavis. But we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we will see. Melinda Dillon was unavailable to reprise her role as Ralphie's mom since she retired from acting in 2007, which is a real shame. But how old is she now? A, 75, B, 83, or C, 94? I don't know. Melinda Dillon played the mom. Mm-hmm. The mom in this one looks busted, doesn't she? Stop oh, that! Stop that! She kind of scared me a little bit. She looked like the uh, the grandma in that in that Shyamalan movie, The Visit, or something. I was like, I don't know if I trust this. No, movie. she didn't. She looked like a sweet grandma from the seventies. No, nah, there's something about it. something about that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, fuck, I don't know. B. What'd you say? B it was? is B. 83. Oh. And I. <laughs> no. Because I, I immediately Googled if she had passed away, which is if that was why she was not in the movie. 
Um, but I guess mm. retirement is also a good reason. She's like, no, I ain't reason. coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd much rather have her be retired than gone. Uh, but TJ, yes. sadly, Darren McGavin passed away the year before Melinda retired from acting. But how old was he when he portrayed their father in the original? So we've established, well, y'all established the original came out in 83. Uh, was he A, 49, B, 56, or C, 61? Okay, wait, can you tell me what year she retired again? 2007. No? 2007, okay. And the question is, how old was he the year that he portrayed the original role? Yes. And the, <laughs> the answers were as follows. <laughs> 49, 56, or 61. See, I want to believe he lived a, a, a like a long life, but I don't also, trust it. I'm going to go with A. No, he was 61. God damn it. Yeah, and it's crazy because like the parents looked old in that one, but then it's like, all the TV and movies and everything from back then, like everybody looked way older than they were. Like, look right. at the age of the guys in Cheers. And no, uh, Norm was like 35 when they filmed that show. And he looked what? Like, yeah, I know. I know. So it's like a whole mind trip. But he was 61 and they were trying to tell me that he had elementary school kids. What the what? But I mean, hey, he here's was, the thing. It's, he's it's physically possible. capable. Yeah, he was yeah. physically capable of having elementary school children. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> but I don't think that was the norm in the 50s. Uh, you know, say that to the mistresses in the, in the yeah. like. <laughs> Around the water cooler, you know? Exactly. <laughs> oh, all right, Annie, your chance to get on the board for Mavis's. I need you to get on the board so you can steal this from Jordan. because I'm going to do my best. <laughs> Okay, but what were the parents' names in the original movie? So their names as credited on IMDb. God damn it. <laughs> A, Old Man Parker and Mother Parker. B, Ralph Parker Sr. and Patricia Parker. Or C, Albert Parker and Elizabeth Parker. B sounds... I'm going to go with B. No, it's A. They literally did not give them names. <laughs> so after that, we've got, uh, hang on, my thing's scrolling. Okay. Jord at 300, DJ at 200. I need your wagers. All in. All in. All in. That's the only way I can win. Well, I... Annie, this is for all the cookies. This is for all the mayo. You're gonna this is for I don't want the mayo, but I'll, you can have the cookies. <laughs> this is for all the eggs. You know, I would have asked me yesterday. I would have said all in, but it's Christmas time. It's a season of giving. <laughs> is that happening? I was like, what happened? No, George, no, George's playing str strategery. That's what's happening. Strategery. <laughs> Um, can I gift Annie? No, <laughs> I tried. Annie. Said, I tried. I tried. He said, "Fucking kindness." Um, yeah, no, I'm like, you're not messing with my spreadsheet calculations over here. Yeah, 
All right, I'll go all in. Okay. All right. <clears throat> For all the Mavises. I wish I had a more like holiday e way to. No, we need an all the Mavis sound for next for next yeah. year. Ooh, Just dude. record it once, you know? <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm envisioning like monster trucks slash let's get ready to rumble. Um, I'm envisioning your larynx just falling out of your mouth. <laughs> every time that is a horrific, so horrific thing to picture. Yeah. For the All mother right. of your child. Yeah, if, I'm on, you. if I'm off, it throws me off a bit. So TJ, if you win this, understand <laughs> that I have this, this very disturbing mental image. Bruh, I, I ain't worried about all that. I just want to win. Okay, okay. Who doesn't love rotten tomatoes? Uh, me. Currently, I don't love them because they made me disable my ad blocker today, but this isn't about me. Today, for all the Mavises, I'm looking for the combined audience and critic score for this movie and the original. So, for example... If the movie had 100 for critic and 100 for audience, their combined score would be 200, right? So I'm going to give you credit if you are within seven points of the correct <laughs> answer. Put back in your mouth. I thought right. you were frozen and I saw your tongue move. Dude, stop making those faces. <laughs> what is the maximum score? That a person could give these things. 200, uh, 100, 100, yeah. yeah. 100 and 100, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to need y'all to type in your answers. Okay. Wait, okay. And... She said within seven points? We'll do seven. And then if we don't get seven, it's whoever's closest. Closest. So what, exactly, being... what exactly so, are we doing? This is what this is what we're doing. I can explain. I can explain. There's two skulls, right? There's two skulls. The most you can get on either skull is a hundred, right? So what you need to do is, and, and you know, one hundred plus one hundred is two hundred. So the max a, a movie can get is two hundred points, right? So you need to think of if I'm taking the audience score and the critic score, what's that combined number between zero and two hundred? So Kim has been like, why don't I just give y'all the widest range fucking question? That I've ever given you. Yeah. This is, first off, stop yelling, TJ. I might Seriously. be flexible on that seven point thing. It's a it's a test but, run. But you we're will looking not at quiet we're, me. We're looking at we're looking at two scores for two movies, so four scores total. No, two seven scores. Seven years total. ago. So you are sending me two scores. A score for the original and a score for the this new one. But to get those numbers, you're adding the original critic and audience score together and the new one critic and audience score together. Christ. Okay. Do you need some scratch paper? No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. So between zero and two hundred twice. Yes. Yeah. And make sure you note which one is which when you send them through on the chat so I don't get confused. So Xmas story one, Xmas story two. Sure. I'm gonna say Although I, in my notes I wrote original and new, so that's exactly what I wrote. Oh my gosh, I should just get points. I'm writing X one. I'm writing X one and X two. All right, I'm already in. I'm locked in. Okay, well hold on. I'm gonna go with. Why should I wait? I'm gonna go with. She didn't put you in a timer. One. You can. Yeah, that's right. And then for this, I changed one, the number. Go with. <laughs> Can't do that. Um, Boy, I didn't, and don't tell me what you 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 you, you, you real bold lately. Tell me what I can and cannot do. Go with. Uh, I'm gonna 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 go with. Uh, I
Okay. Is that is that how I was about to say? Is that how fast your brain think too? <laughs> Bro, I'm sitting here doing man, fuck hit enter. All right. When are we doing it? When are you look, are look, you ready? Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah. Send in yeah. three, two, one. Okay, so T I need to type this into my actual like spreadsheet. TJ says original 150 and new 110. And George says original 130 and new 150. So uh no one got within seven points. Surprise, surprise. Uh so but here's the interesting thing. We split. Um, yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> the combined score for the original with a critic. So the original has a critic score of 90 and an audience score of 88, bringing their total to 178. And the new one has a critic score of 78 and an audience score of 81 with a combined total of 159. So... Uh, looks like TJ takes on the original, first. and George takes it on the new. So that's one fifty. That makes Jordan's the winner. All right, fine, fine. Congratulations, Jordan. Shit, is that what that means? Yes. You get, you get, you get one fifty. I only get a hundred. Yeah. Please just all. Dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. <laughs> Rose and me, just a winning in 2022. You know what I mean? What's left of it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she TJ. came in there with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'd like to thank I'd like to thank uh, um, Kim for the questions. I'd like to thank uh, TJ uh, uh, for the competition. I'd like to thank Annie uh, for, uh, for 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 being here. And the sick burns. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to thank the listeners, um, and I'd like to thank my 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 parents um, for leaving me alone. No, no, so no. So this is Kim. Kim, can we go get a drink? Because I can't, I can't right now with him. I can't. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I um yes. Can congrats. Do, to do you understand? Across three years. Across three years. Really? Across yeah, yes, really. Across okay. three years. Um Jordan well, is up two and I am one. You almost I did, No, there's no way I could have won. We could have died. That's it. That's it. I think it's cause you're sleeping with the quiz master. That's what I think it is. <laughs> Bro, she like when she's making her trivia, she tells me to fuck off. Like I'm not I allowed do. to do any it is not it ain't it ain't it ain't like that. If I'm sitting on the couch because, like, you walk behind our couch to go to the kitchen and I'm doing my trip, I'm like, don't look at my questions. I want an independent report. (laughs) I want a special master. In the in the off in the off season, we will do some auditing and maybe some restructuring, some rethinking. No, no. See, we're gonna see. We're gonna see because in February. Taylor's taking over for a minute. We're gonna see if our windows or not. We're oh, gonna I don't, see. I don't pop this baby out till March. I, or until in March, we gonna see what's we gonna see what's what. Because right now, I smell fishy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what a sore loser you are. Sir. <laughs>
take back my thank you to you. I take it back. <laughs> you know, it's all for the cast. It's just a, you know, I, I, I am happy you won. But I, 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 will expect, I will expect Omaha steaks. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, I, I got to get take, y'all Omaha I also take Trump steaks for a good laugh. I'm not buying you Trump's. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Listen, Linda, listen, listen. <laughs> I would never buy you Trump steaks. I would, you know what? No. I will, um, I will end this trivia journey on a reminder that uh, TJ, I think you think too hard about him. I don't know. You got to get in this uh, noodle brain mindset I got over here. I can't. You don't get that. I talk to you. No, no. Tell him out. Pause. I talk to you for a total of maybe 25 minutes a week. Maybe. If we're playing D&D, there's a little bit more. But 25 minutes a week. Jordan, talk to your ass every day. You know what know you if, could I don't do? Know if getting in, I don't know if getting in your brain is, is a strategy because I've also not. I, <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that's not how that works. But you steady giving him Doctor Who questions, but you don't give me one. You you steady give no. You steady be like, watch this with okay, me. Okay, wait. What's the franchise that I love that you are adamant against? I will give you those questions. The Bachelor. Okay. See, uh, you know, there you go. Study up on the Bachelor. Why would I study up on that dog that's shit? Can we not, look, can we not argue in front of company right now. All right, I won. Everything's fine. All right, Annie's over here looking for a way out. We're gonna go get just her another drink. drink. You know? Yeah. We're yes. Get yes. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk all things Christmas and holiday. regroup. It's gonna oh, be no. time. Are you doing your? He's doing his pacify voice. Hey, be sweet, fool. Be sweet. Uh, (laughs) He said, "Be sweet, fool." You know what? You know what? I want a shirt for my birthday that just says, "Be sweet, fool." That's all I want. We're gonna come back, and then we'll talk all things Christmas story, Christmas. Yeah, play me out, (laughs) please. God damn, shit. And we are back. I'm going to start with the guest. Annie, how was your trip to the fridge? Uh, it was pretty short. I shuffled across the floor and got whatever was left of the alcohol in my fridge at the moment. <laughs> and that was an Alani seltzer in the pina colada flavor. So oh, it has nice. nothing. Yeah, You know, speaking of Christmas in July, right? Like, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm really going you- for. Because you and I were texting a little bit around the summertime when we were doing the the seltzer stuff, so you got you embraced the season of the oh seltzer. shit yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I definitely went seltzer summer. I spent I spent a, um, quite a bit of the summer in Ithaca, New York, and we did a lot of like swimming in local lakes and ponds, water and, and sel- holes. Yeah, yeah, and there it was perfect. Like seltzer was the perfect thing to have. Hard seltzer was the perfect thing to have with you mm-hmm. for you know a good six hours in the sun. <laughs> Yeah, just a crisp, refreshing drinking experience. Yep, every mm-hmm. time. Jordan, what you sipping on? So I got something themed, but it's really easily themed. So uh, last episode, I did the uh, holiday cheer, the Shiner holiday cheer, uh, sort of a kickoff thing, because that's like the kickoff beer. This one is from our friends at Carbach, um, and this is uh, uh, it's a Christmas story themed beer. It's You'll Shoot Your <laughs> Eye Out. 
and there's mm. the um the leg lamp and uh the targets um yeah oh, i got uh, that reference yeah yeah <laughs> i remember a leg um yeah and it's i mean i've had this before um it's a solid solid beer i'm gonna put it in my astros koozie because you know winners drink out of out of winners uh see i was i had moved on my life i had calmed down and then you just kick the coals back on the fire okay all right, all right. Are, are you what sorry are you drinking? no I'm not. what are you drinking of course <laughs> not uh i'm drinking a sam adams winter lager which i was like all right full disclosure I got a, a new desk today. I was putting it together, and I was like, I can't be the other drink we have in there is Miller Lite. I was like, I can't just roll through all the Holly Jolly not getting a little bit of festive with the drink. So I go puffed this shit, mm. and uh, it's actually pretty good. It's it it has uh, uh it's I'm gonna read it. It's a lager brew with clementine infused orange peel, cinnamon, and ginger. Mm. That sounds like a party. It, let me tell you, it's it's very tasty, you know. And here's the thing: it's not even like ice ice cold, which it almost feels better because of that. Because it feels like nice and warm, and it's it's chilled, but it's not like you know so cold that you can't mm. taste everything. It's 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 quite nice. And I have a Sly Fox koozie because um, I'm a loser, so. <laughs> What? I'm missing. Oh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in Texas for Christmas, and I'm missing Victory Brewing because they always do a really good um, holiday brew. It's oh like, yeah, that shit is like ten percent. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Anything by Victory would just knock you on your ass. Well, how? <laughs> yes. Annie, how close are you to Martin House Brewing? They're in uh, like the Fort Worth area. Um, I mean Fort Worth. It's all. It's all within driving distance. <laughs> While, while, while you're down here, go to Martin House Brewing. They have the okay. most exciting uh, uh, beers, like really super flavorful. I bought, I splurged today uh, and I bought, um, they have like, it's like two cans for like $13. So it's pretty priced. TJ, I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. It's a, it's a rum barrel aged imperial stout with cherries and coconut. Aged wow. in a rum barrel for three to five months and brewed with uh, sweet cherry puree and flaked coconut. 12.4%. So it's like, holy be shit. A drink. Yeah. Why lo- Martin House is my favorite brewing company because, like, they mm-hmm. have the most off the wall, weird shit that you're just like, I just got to try that. They had a bubblegum beer one year. And I was like, I just, <laughs> I just need to try this because it has lactose in it and all this kind of stuff. They have so many cool beers, so I, I highly recommend What I got to do to get you to save one of those for me? <laughs> uh, I'll save one for you. All right. Word. Yeah, and listeners, good. just so you know, I, I Googled Omaha Steaks. Listen, I love I loves me some Jordan and some Kim. I don't love them $160 worth well, of steaks. Well, fair, like Kim didn't win. I did. So you don't have to get her anything. <laughs> don't tell you know, her that. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell her that right now. Hey, you didn't win. <laughs> she could have a piece but but she don't need a whole thing you know. <laughs> jesus Ooh, ooh, <laughs> baby if you ever win a steak i better get one too because jordan oh, yeah, over no, here no no you can have a piece you can have like a little piece i'll cut you a piece but you ain't getting the whole thing 
right. Any well. which way. Co- regardless, I'm going to see Jordan in like a month. I'm just going to buy a mistake while I when I see his face. All right. I'll hold you to that. December 1973. Oh, sorry. We're getting into the movie now. Um, so <laughs> this Wait, is- wait, wait. Yes. I have a question. I have a question right. for the both of you. Right. So we were talking about what makes a good Christmas movie. And all mm-hmm. I could keep seeing while we watched this movie were the bathrobes in mm-hmm. the house worn at all times in Christmas shades and tartans. Mm-hmm. And I was curious, like, are you bathrobe people at Christmas or in your regular lives? And why do Christmas movies want to convince us that that's a thing? Because you know yeah. that like everybody's always in like Christmas PJs. There's right. usually a robe involved, especially if you're an older gentleman. I, w- I was fascinated right. by that. I am not a bathrobe person. I remember um, I got a bathrobe once as a birthday gift, like when I was in high school. I never wore it. Um, I'm also not like a jam jam person either. Um, I um, I'll have like jam jam. Is that what your kids call them? That's what I call them. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> what? Did I say something wrong? <laughs> no, I'm. I always love learning. Everybody, everybody, like different different regions have yeah. like different ways of referring well, to pajamas I used, or jammies yeah, I used to or call, whatever. I used to call them my night night clothes, but I got I got the shit beat out of me for saying that. So then I started saying jam jams. Uh, yeah, I was like my night night clothes. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, it's not inaccurate. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Um, but no, uh, but I do have I do have like the 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 sweats, I guess, like the like the like what do you call them, lounge pants or something. I do have a couple pairs of those, but primarily it's I go straight from the jeans to like the boxers or the jeans to like basketball shorts and then whatever shirt I had on that day. Um, I have like a couple t-shirts that I'll throw on if I was wearing like a button down. But yeah, I'm, I've never been a jam jam person or a robe person or a night. The nightcap always throws me off too. It's like, don't be. Yeah. Yeah. You can't like you, you wear a night. You, you pay taxes and you wear a nightcap. Like, uh, yeah, something, something, something. <laughs> Who are you? Ebenezer yeah, Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, come on, go, go, go have your figgy pudding. You cobblestone weirdo. Like, get, you know, don't come in with a night, nightcap. Uh, what about you, TJ? Yeah, I am. Uh, of course, my answer is complicated. It depends where I am. If I'm at home, I'll wear nothing. If... Okay. My God, too. Don't be so selfish. God damn. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I just thought it was like, my answer is complicated. It depends on where, you know. All right. No. But when I'm at home, normally I, I'm like, no clothes. No clothes. No clothes. Even during the winter. The only thing I will normally wear when I'm at home is I have a onesie that looks like a twosie. It's a onesie that looks like it had like a pair of sweatpants and a sweatshirt, mm. and I wear that. It's called a tuxie. It cost me like $130. I swear by that shit, though. I've gone outside in the snow in that and been perfectly fine. And um, that is just purely to convince other people that you're not wearing a onesie, correct? A thousand percent. I have fully gone Christmas shopping, grocery shopping to the store, to wherever, in that motherfucker. Ain't nothing else on it. Look, look, there's like a, a inch and a half between me and God. You know what I mean? And so, like, <laughs> that's... that's but Nobody else knows. But nobody else knows. No and that's knows. part of the fucking thrill. It <laughs> is. When you... There's something about buying new shoes, right? And you got your you got your sneakers on, you got your socks, and then like right, you're like, 
I ain't wearing nothing underneath this. Like, I, I ain't got no drawers, no nothing. Like, it's, if they only knew. If they only knew, they'd be jealous. Um, but yeah, really, that's my Christmas with the family and stuff like that. I just wear regular clothes. Because I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm also one of those people that like after we after the thrill of opening gifts is gone, I'm just like, what what the fuck else are we supposed to do all day? <laughs> Clean up yeah. and drink, bitches. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I I just I'm always fascinated by the Christmas movies that like portray that ideal scene of like everybody's in matching sets at, around the tree ripping open presents. No, I was wondered like, is that just like a white? Christmas family. Taylor and I do have matching Christmas pajamas, though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We do have matching Christmas pajamas. Mostly just that I could be like, we have matching Christmas pajamas. We took a picture with them. I was like, take these shits off because this is them. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that what the Christmas card is? No. The Christmas card is is a drawing of us as Funko Pops. Oh, okay. Yeah. Christmas Eve is always like that's like Christmas. You know what I mean? Christmas Day, it's like it's like it's almost like you cook this big elaborate meal for a bunch of people and then like it's over in like ten minutes. Yeah. You know? Um, but I do love like because Christmas is just like we're not doing shit for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Uh, and then last Christmas, so we alternate with the kids. It's like we either get them on Thanksgiving or, or Christmas or whatever. And then we'll have on the on the years where we don't have them for Christmas Day, we'll have them on like December twenty sixth. So we kind of do our Christmas with them then. Uh, and then last year we didn't have them for Christmas Day, and we um, we Kim and I got up and we opened our presents and we were gonna go do like a family thing that fell through, and then we just like instead went to go <laughs> went to went to watch the new Spider Man, and we got like we got faded. At like, mm-hmm. like, at like, like before noon, we're like, yes. all right, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we just kind of just saying, because like, yes. we didn't have kids, we didn't have, you know, no responsibilities, whatever. We're just like, we're just, you know, so, um, but yeah. Going to see movies on holidays is my favorite thing. Like, going, yeah, yeah, on Thanksgiving or on Christmas, especially yeah. if you go in the morning, because like, my family was never a big, sell you know it was never a big celebratory thing and so you know we were done with presents or whatever legally mm-hmm. split and then it was like what else are we doing for the rest of the day guys <laughs> so right. yeah. we would always go to like the matinee showing at like 11 a.m to see whatever was out and that's definitely a tradition i have i've continued mm-hmm. yeah but no, anyway true. i'm with the show yeah, the <laughs> no, no one's ever asked a question like that i, I, I like to talk about uh, my jam jam habits um, so this is a Christmas, Christmas. Are you going to interrupt me one more time? You want to say something else? All right. Then we're talking about I said, don't ever <laughs> say that. See, when your voice gets like, like, I don't know, don't ever say that. Like, like this one, I know you're, 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 you're back. Uh, Christmas story, Christmas came out and dropped November 17th because who cares about Thanksgiving? And on HBO Max, um, this is a return to form for a lot of our original cast, albeit uh, excluding a few of the original ones here. But um, but yeah, this is it's not a re- it's not a remake. It's not a reboot. It's 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 kind of has a rebooty kind of vibe to it, but it's mainly a sequel to the original one. We opened December of 1973. 
which I was because I remember watching this in the beginning and I was like, I thought the first one was like set in the 60s. But no, the first one was set in 1940. That's yeah. like pre-war shit, you know. So well, uh, or you know, mid-war. <laughs> well, right, but I guess pre-war for pre-war for us, right? Um, so, but I was watching like I was and and looking at all this, I'm like, man, this movie looks like old, you know. Like they got there's like red carpet, red carpet. That's like that's some dirty looking shit. Like that's like. That's like moist jerky. You know what I mean? It's like that. Don't use that word. What's wrong with you? Uh, Yeah. So uh, Ralphie Parker is all grown up. He has a family of his own. He lives in Chicago now. And he's like, you know what? I said, forget. He said, I said, forget the rat race. And he basically leading me to assume that he quit his job so he can write the next great American novel. Correct. At that point. Yeah, at that point, I was just like, okay, Ralphie, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, or some such bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, when he was like, I took a year. Bitch, bitch. Just a year? He's got this 2,000, yeah, he's got this 2,000-word manuscript that he's peddling around. All these publishers are like, get fucked. You know, <laughs> you are like, not George R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, get out of here you know and he's like man and he's trying to bribe him with like christmas stuff you know and and that one publisher's like is this a bribe and he's like i don't know is it it's like dude did your dad teach you fucking anything like that's not how you conduct business deal so anyway um ralphie and and his family he's he's married and he has two kids uh and they're preparing for christmas stuff but then he gets a call saying that his old man has moved on uh, and we have this. It has he left his, his he left his mama the original. No, he died. I know it's because he said moved on. It just just to be he, uber he super clear. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just be a dick about it. <laughs> Class, please. <laughs> so, so, and it has that narration. He's like, nothing can prepare you for the loss of a parent. All this kind of shit. And he ends up moving. He ends up going back to um, his hometown of Homan, and uh, sees his mom again. He's like, "All right, we got a plan for all this funeral stuff." And the mom's like, "No, your dad wouldn't want that. Your dad loved Christmas, and we're gonna make this the best Christmas ever. And then we'll put a pin in all this funeral stuff. Um, you know, we're gonna keep your dad's body in the garage, and we'll just settle all of this stuff a little bit later." So, question for y'all at this point, particularly. For Annie, <laughs> yes, um, not being like a Christmas story, like were you it like did this movie did like the setup of the movie grab you at this point? Yeah, I think the most the jarring thing for me was the continuation of the voiceover. I was not expecting mm-hmm. that. I you know with no knowledge of the the first movie, it was all of a sudden like why is this dude still talking? Um, (laughs) that was, it took me a minute to get used to that, but no, I, I, you know, the, the surprises that I really enjoyed this movie. And so, yeah, um, I, I was in from the get go. I thought, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. he did a good job as, you know, the voiceover, you know, the, of him, of his internal self. And, uh, yeah, I bought it. Mm -hmm. I was with it. All right. TJ, what about you? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, nostalgic for me as far as like a type of movie that we just don't see anymore and i was i was along for the ride 
And, um, you know, it kind of, I kind of got ahead of the movie because of the narration. Hmm. And we'll we'll talk about, like, at the very end, I was like, yeah, this makes sense because it's the only way that this makes sense, like, in world. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I, I'm gonna third that. I mean, I, I thought this was a really sort of it was an effective setup uh, for me. Um, and then uh, mom gives uh, Ralphie. She's like, "You're gonna write the obituary, and you're going to you're and you're gonna make this really good Christmas." You know what I mean? Which is like, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Um, and so uh, Ralphie's kids end up uh, making friends with uh, the kids next door. Uh, and there's these like bullies and stuff like that who drive by on a fucking snowmobile and wreak havoc on the snowman that they've created. Um, Which who rides a snowmobile on a residential street? Yeah, that fucking kids in like, Illinois in the seventies. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they also had that annoying like meh, 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 little yeah. horn sound that mm-hmm. would announce their presence to the neighborhood. Well, yeah. and. Uh, that those those dudes were I have a question for you then. I have a question for you then. Yes, I hear you. Who rides a snowmobile on residential streets? The southern equivalent is like who the fuck is in their kayak when the streets flooded, you know, in Texas. Fucking everybody. That's what I mean, yeah. right? So I guess like if you have it and you're not going anywhere that Christmas, I could see like myself okay, so like in East Texas where my stepdad's uh family mom and name used to stay, right? We used to go out there and the, there was this cat that we called him Three Finger Pierre because he liked to play with black cats. And one day we were like, he going to blow two, two of the motherfucking fingers off. So we called him Three Finger Pierre. And he had just like a go-kart that for no reason. He just be like, you want to hop in the go-kart? We're like, yeah, let's go. We had so I mean, I'm I guess. sure that thing could go obscenely fast. Obscenely fast. Yeah, we had we, we had two go-karts. And then also when it flooded, we would tie a rope to the back of someone's truck and just sit in a tire. And you just kind of like tube through the, you know. So everybody would drive a snowmobile through the streets of Illinois is what we're saying. But a and in the 70s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Also, it's like, what does it say about your financial situation if your family's got a snowmobile that you can just like, kind of get into? And Well, you know. we find out that those kids, their dad is, you know, a local cop. So I guess in yeah. the 70s, he was pulling in some good dough. I guess so. He's a dirty cop then. Um, so well, he, he let Ralphie go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then Ralphie ends up meeting his old friends, uh, Flick and Schwartz. Flick owns a bar. Flick is the one who put his tongue on a pole. Um, mm. yeah. And then Schwartz is like the other one, I guess. And Schwartz is like, you know, he's running up a tab and he's just a good for nothing. You know what I mean? He's not doing anything with his life. Um, and uh, Ralphie's like, man, you know, I really got to make this like a good Christmas. You know, I, I need some ideas and stuff like that. And they're all like, oh, you could do this and that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, keep them coming, keep them coming. You know, meanwhile, he's dealing with being like, I don't even know, like a failed novelist, just like a like no one wants his shit. Like, you know, he's just a dude who took a year off of work and hoped someone would hire him at the end of it all. Yeah, yeah, and then he ends up writing. He, he was trying to. He had he had like a sequel in mind. You know what I mean for the for the thing that no one wanted. But anyway, so Ralphie's all like, "Yeah, I need I need some ideas and stuff." And they're like, "Oh, you know, you can bring a buffalo, and you can all." It's just it's just dumb ideas that he's writing on this on this napkin. 
Uh, and then he ends up uh, uh, being woken up by his wife. And she's like, oh, you know, what are these? There's all these ideas for Christmas and stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, how about we just do a normal, normal Christmas? We'll start by decorating, you know, the house and shit like that. So they need a Christmas tree. And they end up going to this Christmas tree farm. And, and Ralphie thinks he's doing like a good thing by uh, getting this tree on the cheap, like trying to like hustle and stuff like that. And he ends up getting this ugly, gargantuan, like monstrous tree, which this for me with Christmas Vacation, this gag had been done before and much more effectively. Mm. So I was just like, ah, I didn't really need this. Well, you know. and the Griswold's got a better, a better tree, I would argue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> but, tree but, looked, this tree looked beat up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But can I say that before they went to go get the tree, there's this whole thing about the carolers or whatever and how Ralphie and his mother and their family like hate carolers, right? But his wife was like, I love carolers. I used to be a carolers, a caroler and shit like that. That two minutes, that shit was hilarious. And honestly, like I was, I was into the movie. I was like, okay, this movie's happening. But then when that scene happened, I was like, oh, like I'm actually invested Right. Um, because it, and I felt like that's the difference between, I, I start to see the difference between a Christmas story and a Christmas story, a Christmas story Christmas, right? Was this one, they're like, we still have to, we have to update the, the kind of comedy. It has to be a little bit more silly and rambunctious and like, um, and kind of capture that, that feeling of youth, but put it in older bodies. Um, and so I, I, I really I really started to enjoy enjoy the movie from that scene on. Mm-hmm. I will say when they when they do the little sort of, you know, introduction of who's around the neighborhood, you get the bullies and then you get the kid next door, the 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 what is it, the bumpkiss or bumpus? The uh, hillbilly as he called, yeah. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, so there's no overt racism against Asian people in this version, but we're just calling people hillbillies for no reason. Like that that was interesting to me. Um, as just like a setup for an entire character um who you know speaks in a in a weird way and probably just you know whose parents are maybe a little low income and could just use some help to care for their child <laughs> you know what i mean his like, character was funny as hell though his character was funny as hell though fucking kids playing in that car and not moving wasn't he eating like a block of Velveeta at some point yeah like, that's he just open the door what you want yeah. a block like, of government cheese i i mean i laugh my I laugh my ass off when they're in the car and it doesn't move and you just like slow down like get motion sickness. (laughs) Well, it reminded me of, um, you know, the brother in uh, Christmas Vacation. Like I just Mm -hmm. expected that kid to just be outside at one point going, shitter's full. Like, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. So um, they end up uh, decorating the tree at the house. And what's up? You froze for a second, but you're good. Okay. They end up decorating the tree at the house, and um, they don't have an angel, and then the daughter's all like, oh, but Santa needs to you know, see the angel, and Ralphie's all like, and home, and Santa looks for the stars, and we have this star and stuff like that, which ends up being like a moment later. Um, but, um, yeah, and then they end up... Uh, 
he ends up finding this old typewriter in the attic and he's like, I'm going to write my dad's obituary, but I can't. Instead, I'm going to write the sequel to this novel that never got off the ground. That's who's struggling to write with this obituary. Wife ends up crippling herself, trying to take the kids ice skating. This part I felt was kind of weird. It's like, <laughs> she's like, we're going to go ice skating. And he's like, my wife has gumption, but damn it, is she stupid. It's basically what kind of boiled he down. He says she has no athletic ability. He didn't call her stupid. There you, go. <laughs> you know, so many words. Cause she well, her- and you say she... You say she's been crippled. I mean, that could suggest a whole host of things. She like twists her ankle. <laughs> yeah, it's like she. Well, she ends up. She ends up Tanya Hardinging herself. Um, yes. Yeah, and so she's in the outfit and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so she's on crutches and stuff like that, um, which ends up kind of becoming like a thing. Uh, and then uh, what is it like Christmas Eve is coming and, and Ralphie's like, all right, we're going to go to Higby's. I want to go to Higby's and Higby's is the big store from the first one where like the window and you see all the Santa with the slide and they kind of recreate that whole scene. But instead, a uh, wife is getting uh, tiny Tim wife is getting drunk with uh, you did not know. No, <laughs> Wasn't that, isn't that what they were kind of going for? Put some respect on Tiny Tim's name. Tiny Tim died for somebody. She sat in the lounge and got wasted with her mother-in-law. The second they were drinking martinis, I was like, I know how smooth those go down. They're setting this up to get the... Also, time out. Can I say something? Can I say something? Please. Um, One, Rafi's daddy had life insurance. I don't care what nobody say. Two, mama retired. She's sitting on somebody money and she's just going to watch her son and her daughter-in-law struggle when they came to see you. Nah, nah. This whole time I was all like, they up here talking about we got 30 bucks to spend on Christmas. I was like, grandma, <clears throat> fill the hand. Well, that's how you know the presents at the end aren't from, you know, the dead dad who did something nice before he died. They're from the grandmother. Oh, it's from the, which, it's from the dead dad, but still. Nope. Nope. I'm popping that bubble. Okay. It's from the dead dad. So let's get there. Let, let, yeah, let, let's let, let's get to that moment. So, um, uh, yeah, they end up going to Higby's and... Uh, while uh, the ladies are sitting there, like drinking, getting drunk at the bar, Ralphie's going around uh, trying to get all these gifts. The kids are waiting in line for Santa, um, and then there's this kid in the front who's sucking back like a peppermint flavored giant ass lollipop, and I was like, "Gross, sick, yeah, what a, a psychopath!" You know what I mean? Like, um, like also, who consumes that much uh, peppermint in that little amount of time? I'm white kids. Well, no, I, I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't either. That's way, that's way too much, you know. White children, white yeah. children. It's like, hey, you want to like brush your teeth, but not like suck on this lollipop, you know? Um, so he ends up vomiting in front of Santa, and Santa's like, "Get this motherfucker away from here," you know. And the elf, he says, oh, "What? Try again next year." Yeah, it just functions. <laughs> Let me just say, the elf is just grabbing kids. You know what I mean? Just like grabbing kids and shoving them down a slide. You know what I mean? 
Um, well, the idea that a, that parents would just let their children go get in line for that shit by yeah, themselves, and yeah. then the parents just wander off to the mall and do their shopping. There's no way on mm-hmm. earth that happens in a mall today, let alone like anywhere else. Yeah. You know, people would be afraid of getting their kids getting snatched, that Santa would touch them in the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, that would never happen. No, today. it's like, here, here, kid, go, go sit on this strange man's lap. I'm yeah. going to go buy you stuff and then we're going to revisit this in like 20 or 30 years when you have, you know, some, some issues about it. Yeah. Um, so well, sit on this man's be- lap and then I'm going to say that he brought you all the stuff that I bought, which is why I yes. think, I thank my mama for being like, didn't no white man come down on no chimney to give you nothing. It's all for me. Boop, boop. Well, Maybe. we were very it like, couldn't have been a black Santa. <laughs> she said, she's like, ain't no, ain't, ain't nobody. <laughs> nobody. She's like, nobody, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the moments. <laughs> well, I know growing up, we were very much like my parents were like the, the like the, the bigger gift was from them. And then like the mm. whatever else was from was from Santa and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so you knew who to thank. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and that way, it's like I didn't, I didn't show up and be like, Santa brought me a bike. And some other kid's like, Santa only got me chocolate. And I'm like, oh, Santa fucking hates you. Um, <laughs> oh, so, so um, yeah, so they end up getting off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Santa this is just dawning on you how awful yeah. it is what you said. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's some shit you would say, though. I didn't I feel say it. that. That's a I said joke. you would. Saying, I like, said you would. It did. It does set up like a class thing. You know what I mean? It's like parents need to take credit for the expensive stuff and then let Santa have like, and here's like, you know, a pair of socks. Or here's a controversial opinion. Let's just get rid of the idea of Santa. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Stay from mountaintop. No, no. Because after this, after this movie, I watched Santa camp. And let me tell you, these, these, these people, like if you were Santa out there and you out there doing your thing, you making your little holiday money. I ain't mad at you, boo boo. But don't come in here talking about Santa's white. We can't have a black Santa, right? And then they're all like Mrs. Claus. This one dude was like Mrs. Claus shouldn't get paid the same as Santa. Mrs. Claus is just a is just a warm up act. I'm the main like. And then this other this other person's like, oh, I'm trans and I'm and I'm Santa. Did you just met? Did you just met? <laughs> Look, y'all want to have a war on Christmas? Y'all start your own podcast. A war on Christmas? No, I have a war on sexism, racism, misogyny, like transphobia. I mean, I will get rid of the Easter Bunny. I'll get rid of all of it. That you know, that's just me. I mean, at this point, Annie, I'm with you. Tell the truth, shame the devil. You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead and fight all these holidays. Y'all just go ahead. Just let, let's. Let's let's. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be first to show up. You know, I'll, I'll be I'll be a. a no, you be sitting there in the back with a bag of popcorn, man. Like this, some shit. That's what you gonna do. You're walking okay. up with your chair, uh-huh. just like. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. my chair. Oh, I did like, like, like what am I? What am I old in this? And like you did this very like you know, with your chair and your jello. Um. Anyway. Luby's eating motherfucker. <laughs> you goddamn right. You goddamn right. I love Luby's. I'm not gonna lie. God, rest, it, God rest. God rest. Luby's and Paul Walker. Um. So we have. <laughs> Why are they insane? Um, Ralph, okay, uh, Ralphie is trying to. Ralphie is 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 going around getting all the gifts, and he ends up getting everything, which is great. And then um, 
shows up to the bar and all the all the patrons of the bar is like, yeah, Ralphie, you did it. You know, you're the best. So like that. He said, but no one wants my novel. And they're like, who gives a shit? You got presents, buddy. You stood in line and you bought stuff. That deserves a celebration. Consumerism. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then uh, they end up on the way back. Uh, oh, he's in this old ass, like 1960s, like car where the car, the, the radiator is all fucked up. And uh, it ends up breaking down, and then those uh, those damn bullies come back, and he ends up getting in a snowball fight with them, with his kids to try to like muster up some courage. Ends up, he's not he's not in a snowball fight with the bullies, right? No, it's just he's just a snowball fight with his kids. Yeah, but just his kids. Up, yeah, but he ends up straight pegging his daughter in the <laughs> eye, like straight, like you know. Um, I gasped. That was a literal like hand over mouth, like "oh fuck" moment for yeah, me because yeah. he just. The wife says it later. He beamed her mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. snowball straight in her eye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then why? So he takes her to the hospital, leaves the trunk open like an idiot, or the trunk comes. Yeah, open. it pops open because his car is yeah. old. Yeah. People, people and then so the gifts all get stolen. So you know, all that was for uh, was for nothing. Um, and then he ends up, um, they end up, uh, in the next morning, uh, his wife is like, well, we have a little bit of money, we got like 20 bucks or something like that. So we get him some stuff. Um, and then they end up trying to talk to the kids and they're trying to like smooth everything over. And what is it that the wife says? She's like, cause the kids are like, Christmas is going to suck. Christmas is going to suck this year. And she's like, it's the thought that counts. And it's like, that's the thing that like sets them over the edge. So he does what every good father does, and he takes his kid to the bar, uh, and they end up. Um, he ends gets up, him a Shirley Temple, uh, uh, <laughs> which I will say it wasn't though. Shirley Temples, but I remember my grandfather would take me to his local bar all the time, and like I would get like unlimited cokes and like quarters to play like pinball. It was a really good hangout back in the day when I was around this kid's age in this movie. Um, and then Flick ends up like having the kid like ten bar and stuff, and the phone rings, and the kid like covers for another person who's there. It was a really cute scene. I thought I thought this was kind of neat. Um, and then uh, yeah, he ends up uh, Schwartz and Flick end up kind of having this kind of spat. Um, and then uh, Flick is like, "You need to ride the ramp, and I'll clear your bar tab." Um, and the ramp is like this janky ass like. Did it? What was that like? Cr- like that didn't look like it was meant for people to be on. That looked like it was, it was a no. failed experiment by the Army Corps of Engineers, right? Yeah. To do what? Who the fuck knows? Yeah, that was some that, that was some creepy shit. And so uh, Schwartz is up there, and he's like, you know, and and flicks like a double dog Daria, you know, which is like it's a harken back to the first one. And Schwartz is like, all right, he does it. And then at one point, Flick asks Ralphie, he's like, he's going to be okay, right? And it's like, Flick, if you really care about him, like, tell him, be like, never mind. Like, you don't have to do this. Come on down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, triple dog dare. It's a triple dog dare. Mm-hmm. That's the big, that's the big oh, moment okay. where it's like close up on Schwartz's face, like yeah. sweat beads. He's like, I can't <laughs> back down now. Yeah. 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 Triple dog dare. That's right. And so I guess I always have like double dare stuck in my head. Yeah, um, you triple dog well, dare me to do anything. I'm like triple dog these nuts. All right, like no. <laughs> That's what Short should have said. And credits, you know. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. At that point, it really is just the end of the movie. Yeah, Shorts ends up going down the slide. He looks like he breaks his back. 
you know, just like slam. That's the sound cue. Yeah. 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 And then, um, yeah. So, uh, ends up, uh, he, he, you know, he gets really hurt and stuff like that. Um, and then, um, um, uh, they end up sledding after that. And then, uh, Mark breaks his arm. Um, and then, uh, Ralphie ends up getting rejected by one final publisher. It's like, you know, Christmas Eve and stuff. And then he ends up throwing the sequel he's been writing down into the, uh, trash and then he ends up talking to his mom and he's like, and he kind of like unburdens his soul a little bit on her. And he's like, you know, this obituary is the hardest thing. And the reason why it's so hard is because I'm not a writer, you know? And she's like, don't try to basically, she's like, just write about the person you love or don't write like who, you know, who cares? Basically kind of like strips away all of the pressure that he was feeling. So he ends up going, <laughs> Was that? It's a polite. It's a polite. Get the fuck over yourself, Rafi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> write about it or don't write about it. Who fucking cares? Look, regardless, yeah. your dad's still gonna be dead. You know what I mean? Wow! Like, like, wow! Oh, that is it. That is totally it. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is exactly what it is. Yeah. And no, I also want to say in the um, the sledding scene, I loved because it starts not with the kids having a great time sledding, mm-hmm. but with the drunk ass people that had yeah. come out to see Schwartz go down the ramp. They all there's a, there's a scene of them physically seizing sleds from these ten year olds mm-hmm. and then just launching themselves. Yeah. Down this it's kind of amazing. Hill. It was amazing. I loved that scene, and then and that's you know what prompts Mark ending up you know cracking his arm in half. But that was uh, that got a genuine chuckle out of me. Was just seeing all those drunk assholes fight like, it. This is our holiday. Well, they just they just took the sleds. Like one kid, one dude just like physically picked an entire child off the ground in order to take the sled from them. It's just like you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you're like, listen, you gonna have a life, but for me in my house. And then you have these these psychopath murderous little ass kids who end up getting one over on the bullies by building a snowman around a giant tree stump. Which and nobody has a problem with. Yeah. I got a problem with it. These Fuck kids it. but like bro, these kids could have fucking died. You know, like they're like <laughs> Because that's the that's the moral of the story, right? That underlies. Like, so we have Ralphie. Ralphie is the is the focus of it, and then his kids have their little B story where they're mm-hmm. getting bullied by those snowmobile kids. Mm. And Ralphie finally, like, you know, he tries to intervene at one point, and then then just decides to tell them to figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. So they build a snowman around a tree stump. And then those kids on the snowmobile nearly die yeah. by crashing into it. Like, listen, the only don't be a the shit. only reason that was <laughs> don't be a shit. I like don't be a shit. Don't be a shit. But the only the only reason you can react that way is because there was no blood. Like in real life, somebody's head was cracked oh, open. Yeah. They were wearing you know, helmets. Like... They were he- they were wearing helmets and stuff. There were some safety <laughs> mechanisms. No, but I will good. say this. No, I will say this. Don't be a shit. Don't be a shit. But listen, to go, listen. To go immediately. To, that, that's like some Adams family shit. Like, okay, we're going to escalate this to the point where like possible fatalities could occur. But I will say back to what Annie was saying with the, uh, with when, you know, when Ralphie's stepping in and then they're like, you know, and then the kids are like, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, they, they did do that uh, sort of like 
dream kind of sequence with like the wild west thing and there's another one so this i i was wouldn't talk about this but this movie does do the same thing that the original one does which have like these like sort of like vision kind of dream kind of like uh, uh sequences there uh so yeah and i thought that seems to be the way how they get um quite a few of the callbacks to right. the, the earlier movie right. i don't have a lot of knowledge for what that is but like i saw the bowling ball in the corner somewhere and instead mm. of you know the leg stand of the lamp you see the shade right. instead right. and the they intersperse um voices especially the dad's voice when different moments happen like when he finds the pink bunny suit which for me just made me think of donnie darko and i thought you know Mm -hmm. why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit but that was really the wrong kind of tone to bring to this movie so (laughs) an airplane an airplane explodes overhead and pieces of it fly um and it's just the jacob's ladder scenario and here we are yeah and no one knows what the (laughs) fuck this movie's about um yeah. so we have uh around this time uh ralphie after talking to his mom goes upstairs and he's like and my fingers just just started moving and and he writes this very lengthy obituary which is a lot longer than most obituaries are but he uses the typewriter uh to sort of do it um and then um we have uh that night um they are really kind of listening to like the the radio and like oh here's the thing with like santa's coming which i remember did y'all ever do that as kids like i remember when like the the local news stations would be like and santa's flying over here right now and stuff yeah yeah and it was always scheduled to where like it would fly is it like they're gonna be in your neck of the woods about 2 a.m like it's like yeah Yeah. when the kid's supposed to be knocked the fuck out yeah 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 Santa trackers were always fun. Mm-hmm. Did you guys write letters to the North Pole? I totally did. Hell no. We we did that. <laughs> we did that. That was like a school thing. I remember. Like we would have oh. like it wasn't like an assignment. It was like homework. <laughs> but like we would write. Wow, on. that's like state endorsed mythology. Yeah. Interesting. We would, write, <laughs> we, would letters, we would write letters to Santa in like uh, like kindergarten, first grade. <laughs> Now you see, Annie, our our fight for our fight for the right to destroy Santa has to start at the school education level. At this yes. point, yes, it's all about what we're teaching our children. Also, make sure make sure you attack St. Patrick's Day too, because I remember dressing up. Uh, we would do like the leprechaun traps and stuff like that. So make sure, you yeah, go for all yeah. of that. You know, um, it's just gonna make it's it's really gonna you know make a lot of irish americans frustrated so we'll have to be careful yep um so uh, the tree (laughs) the tree ends up uh the the star ends up breaking the tree and then ralphie's like ah it's fine and julie and this is where it comes back and, and 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 his daughter's like but you said santa can only see us if we have a star and then ralphie instead of being like Girl, I said that to you because you were upset about no upset upset about not having an angel. Like I was bullshitting. It's gonna be fine. Or like Kim's suggestion was they could just make a star out of popsicle sticks and put it down there. Ralphie ends up breaking and entering to his friend's bar to steal the star off of the tree. And I was like, this is way too much. Like I understand wanting to make you ain't got a phone number for your friend. You can't call him. You can't be like, let me borrow this. Like there was just, I was like lack of communication. Ralphie. Yeah. There isn't some sort of Christmas decoration on someone's lawn. You could steal rather than commit a B and E. Like he went from like, he went from zero to B and E very quickly. Yeah. 
And so, and you know, speaking of uh, Santa and you know destroying that, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, Ralphie gets into that position of of uh, having to commit a B and E because he refuses to back down on the star uh, myth that he sold his daughter, and it's like these are the lies we tell our children. Hold on, hold on, hold on. After watching Santa Camp, one of the last things in Santa Camp is this one Santa saying like, "I'm performing." Uh, 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 a sneak and see or whatever, right? And it's where people hire Santa Claus to act like he snuck into their house on Christmas Eve. So, And then, like, the parents will wake up the kids and they go downstairs or whatever and they see Santa putting the gifts out, right? And I was like, so you're supposed to act like you broke into their motherfucking house and the parents are like, look! Come see this man. And he's sitting there talking to, like, the polar bear stuffed animal, like, oh, this is gonna be your new home now. I was like, this is too much. This is too, too Hi, much. Man. Imagine that asshole breaks into the wrong house. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he's like, I'm about to do a sneak and see. And he gets out of his freaking red uh, caravan. And you hear, chirp, chirp. And he's walking to the house. I was like, Santa. The lies we tell our children. Anyways, uh, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they ha- he ends up getting... Uh, caught by a cop who is Farkas, who is the bully from the first movie. And then he pulls his fucking gun on him. And he's like, I remember you, Ralphie. And he fucking shoots him. And then we're done. So what did y'all think of A Christmas Why you be lying to these people? Oh, my God. So uh, It made me laugh that my reference for the Farkas actor is always sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) He plays plays Cricket's uh, brother. And that's a really deep cut, yeah. but that's immediately in, who I saw. He was also in uh, the Resident Evil, one of the Resident Evil movies as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Those garbage-ass films. <laughs> yeah, no, they suck. Uh, so he ends up, um, no, I can't hold a candle with Fast and Furious, you know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, he ends Family. Up, yeah. <laughs> Salud mi familia. So he ends up <laughs> taking uh, Ralphie uh, into the cop car, and he's like, Basically making it sound like he's going to go do like uh, what uh, Zed did in Pulp Fiction. But uh, he ends up going and taking him back home. Uh, and he's like, because of you, you know, like I I turned I turned the other cheek. I turned over a new leaf. Like I'm, I'm walking the path, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then uh, it, Ralphie ends up going back inside. And then Christmas morning, uh, or sorry, no, Christmas Eve, he ends up having, talking to his mom one more time. And uh, there is uh, the um, the Christmas tree, like, blows a fuse, and Ralphie gets up about to fix it. And the mom's like, no, I need to learn to do this stuff by myself. Uh, Christmas morning comes around. Oh, and then this is the round the reveal, right, where we have all these gifts that, that the dad apparently bought and wrapped for everybody. And then there is the reveal of everyone on Christmas morning, like liking Ralphie's story, like, hey, good, you know, I like your story and stuff like that. And then we find out yeah. that he took the story to the editor and then it made like the front page, which is like that shit did not fucking happen. First off, Christmas Day. There are so many continuity issues. No, there's not. <laughs> she had to turn in the obituary, so she turned in the thing in the instead. present side. No, no, no. I don't know. No, 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 no. There's no continuity errors with the present side because the grandma and the grandpa were supposed to show up. They were supposed to drive to them in Chicago for Christmas anyway, right? So it makes sense mm-hmm. that grandpa would have been like, we ready to go from the jump. 
right? But why wouldn't grandma have known where those presents were? Because grandma wasn't the one who ever did Christmas. It was dad all day, every day. I'm serious, right? I don't know, dude. You don't think grandma... She's grieving. But, okay, so grandma's over there sucking back martinis at Higby's, watching her son, and being like, oh, you're buying all this shit, but meanwhile, like, there's stuff from grandpa. She hasn't been in the basement. Okay, we have to remember, this is the 1970s, right? What was the basement for? Storage man cave and fuse boxes right she ain't going to that basement unless she has to in the same oh way that God. she's not going to the in the same way she ain't going in the attic unless she has to right think about it. the one th- the one thing she tried to do for christmas was buy that uh the fake tree right and dad's are like nah fuck this stand back i got this when you made it for that long you say okay you say you got it you got it. I'm but, calling this. I'm but, calling this day sex machina and Christmas wrapping with the bow. I'm calling it an emotional moment that fucking got me. All right, that's what I'm calling it. See, I see. I think I think the the grandma did it because I, the kids don't make their Christmas list and announce what they want to the parents until like before they're even supposed to go to the grandparents' house. So I don't think the grandparents' house could know. As someone who didn't see the first movie, Annie, you don't know that dad is the perfect gift giver. But I love Annie's theory, and I really wish the movie would have done this because similar to that scene where when the the, the fuse blows and she's like, no, I got to be the one to do this now. If it was revealed that grandma did the presents, grandma's like, guess what, Ralphie? You don't have to be the new king of Christmas. I got it. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm picking up the hus- my, my husband's mantle. That would have been a lot more effective than like, guess what? Dad knew this shit was gonna happen anyway, and he wrapped. All but it's not a movie together. about it's not a movie about grandma. It's a movie about Ralphie accepting the legacy that his dad actually left instead of trying to live up to some false idea of what he was. But right? No, exactly, and that's that. my point. Grandma allows that to happen by making up the story that she did. She my didn't point is make it made- up. She didn't make it up. I exist, she didn't I make exist it up. in Annie's world on this one because the fact that hot takes. Listen, the fact that if this uh, whole movie was Annie, about you can't Ralphie come back. Trying, if this whole movie, no, listen. If this whole movie was about Ralphie trying to like be better, you know, or trying to like you know do do a good Christmas. But guess what? Dad beyond the grave is still the king of Christmas. Ralphie, you ain't shit. Like, it negates the entire... It's the same... No, it doesn't. It's the same way, like, he's trying to be the great American novelist. The second he's able to let go of the things he's trying to do, it works out. It all works out. I think That's the thing. And I think it would have been more successful if, if Ralphie ended up getting, like, the stuff in the newspaper and all the stuff, but if Mom was the new Christmas sort of, like... Y'all just cold-hearted. Y'all just don't like crying. Y'all just don't <laughs> like love. You don't love love. You don't love love. And that's and fine. That, and that, I have never cried during a movie, and that's on record now. <laughs> well, see, look. You... Look, look. Your heart don't beat. Jordan got eyes through his veins. Together, y'all are just (laughs) y'all just y'all just broken. I'm sorry, y'all just broken. I was up here crying like a big ass baby because I was like, and that is a Christmas story. Christmas. Oh, real quick, it is revealed that the obituary that he wrote was the original Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I loved that transition. I I thought, yeah, which is which is where the narrative, the narration got ahead. Well, I got ahead of the narrative. Because I was like, okay, if he's trying to be a writer and he's narrating things, I we are listening to his rendition of how he became a storyteller. 
And I was like, that that became super clear to me super super quickly. All right, so now comes everyone's favorite time where we give out ratings. Annie, what do you think of Christmas Story Christmas? You know, it's one of the few Christmas movies I watched this season, and I was really pleasantly surprised by this movie. I enjoyed it. I chuckled quite a bit. I'm going to give it 10 tree stumps out of 10. Holy shit. Yeah, you wow. know, I could see this, like, I, you know, I probably won't ever put a Christmas story on in the background and, like, the way TJ was talking about it, but this I would definitely put on in the background during, you know, a holiday party, something like that. I think it's, I thought it was charming, mm. um, and I really, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised, and I enjoyed it. All right. TJ, what's your reason? Yeah, so first off, let me talk about the fact that my heart hurt after this movie because I have one but <laughs> because I have a heart um, I will say that for me the movie took a while to find its humor uh, and so I'm giving it I'm going to give it uh, an 8 out of 10 it's a solid movie I like it better than the Christmas story I think more happens the emotional arc is, is stronger right um, but I think that the reason I liked it is because I know a Christmas story, right? Mm, yeah. So I'm giving it an eight. I'm giving it an eight um, uh, snowman. Ooh, that was a deep sigh. We okay? We okay? <laughs> he looks so mad. No, I, was to, no, I was about to, I was about to like, I was going to be like, <gasps> okay. And then, but I didn't know you were going to do like a, uh, a little cute. Oh, thing. no, I was going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it eight uh, snowflakes out of 10. Okay. Nice. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give this five broken stars out of ten. Um Ooh. this was oh, wow. it's kind of mid. I mean it was but here's the thing. I'm like five to me, that's like it's not terrible, it's not great, it's just it's just kind of it just kind of is. I mean I, I did enjoy uh some moments of this, but like it's I, I don't I don't see myself ever watching this again. Um so, How could you be so heartless? <laughs> I, again, like I will say, yeah, it's 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 definitely a nostalgia hit, right? Like I think the majority of people who are gonna love this movie are people of our, of our generation who saw a Christmas story, or the original, grew up with it, and can now identify with it in different ways. Um, but I don't necessarily know, like, if it's. I don't know. It does. It's. It's not like a. It's not a standalone Christmas movie on its own. I feel like in order to really enjoy this movie, you have to have the earlier context because so much of it is a callback. Like I had no idea that that the the Santa setup at the mall, yeah. even the decorations in the mall are the exact same as they were in the original version. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's so much there that like if you haven't seen the first movie, I think you'll miss out on it a little bit. Um, but I still, yeah, I, I, I'll still stick with my 10 out of 10. It was a solid. I will solid say a fit Christmas is a better modern take on the Christmas story to me, but I liked, I liked it. Okay. Christmas a lot. Um, all right. Lots of dead so... parents this Christmas. She had, <laughs> it's it's Disney-esque related kind of shit. There's always going to be dead parents. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. And that is A Christmas Story Christmas. 
Yes, Annie. Look, you are on your second Holly Jolly Extravaganza in as many years, and we thank you for joining. Thank yes, you Jordan. Guys. Yes, Jordan. I have a question, Annie. Since we have you here, um, yeah. So, Bruce Willis has officially gone on record to yeah. say Die Hard is not a Christmas uh-huh. movie. Do you agree? Uh-huh. Fuck Bruce Willis. <laughs> Holy shit. That man is sick right Holy now. That man shit. is ill. You just said Holy fuck shit. an ill man. man. Man has never seen Die Hard, which is the most Die Hard thing you could ever do. So you know what? I'm here to Die Hard, okay. and you know okay. it's just never going to stop me. All right. You just said fuck Bruce Willis. <laughs> The thoughts of individuals right. who visit this podcast are not explicit thoughts of those who host the podcast. Get your legalese That's... right before you say that shit. You know what I mean? Like that, I don't know if that's how that goes. But well, hey, hey, what Andy got to say is what Andy got to say. That's all I've got to say. I thought, because, no, hear, hear, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. My, my sister, my sister went to LSU and she roomed with Bruce Willis's niece. So we three Ooh. degrees away. Motherfucker, it might. I don't know. I don't know. If it do, I'm be like, fine. that was Annie. You know what? If I've got beef with Bruce Willis, I've made it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tomorrow. If she got Omaha yeah. steaks with yeah. Bruce Willis. Yeah. The day after this episode post, people are going to be like, oh, man, Annie and, and, and Bruce, like, there's some, who's Annie? You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, man. <laughs> Fucking and esteemed guest on GMWKS, check it out. This might be good for us. So I'm gonna say, I'm about to, yeah. I'm about to tweet this right yeah. now. Be yeah. like, hashtag Bruce Willis, and he said, "Fuck yeah. you." On a scale of <laughs> one to ten, how much does Bruce Willis suck? I mean, zero. Bruce Willis is amazing, but oh. that doesn't mean he can't see taste when it exists. Oh, so Bruce Willis is tasteless. <laughs> We're trying to get some good sound bites. No, we already got one. Fuck yeah. Bruce Willis. We got that. We got a strong one. one. Fuck Bruce Willis. That's right. It's enough to start. It's enough to start a clickbaity article right. about how much you hate Bruce Willis. So you know. Yeah. Thank you both. Be ready. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. you know, thank we you. were hoping for some stuff like this when you came back. I'm so glad. You're I'm welcome. So glad we got. You come with the pepper. Jordan, you got somebody to fill in with you for you when uh, you and Kim go on baby leave. You know, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Right, you, you know, at it. least till it. Thursday. Just, 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 just breaking people's. You know, just, just, just having it out for 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 the up for the upper echelon. You know what I mean? Fuck exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we thank you all for joining us for another episode of Grown Men Watch Kitchen. As always, you can reach us by emailing us at grownmenwcast at gmail.com, hitting us up on Facebook or Instagram. Those details are in the show notes. You can leave us a message by hitting leave a message on the show notes, which takes you to our anchor page where you can leave a voicemail where you can then talk to us and we will play it before the show or after the show or during the show, depending on what the fuck you say. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please continue to rate us, like us, five stars, great, four stars, excellent, three stars are below. We're going to put you as a snowman in the middle of a field in Illinois and let someone run your ass over with a snowmobile. That's or, what we're going to do if you give us three or stars. Or we're just going to sick Annie on you. You know, at this point. <laughs> I mean, you know. listen, we got ourselves a guard dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
wherever you are, as we start to close out this year, please make sure you take care of each other. Stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. Stay crispy, y'all, or Die Hard is coming for your ass. (laughs) (laughs) And and we will hopefully catch you next time unless Die Hard catches your ass. Uh, Okay, here's a question I have for the both of y'all. What is the movie that you always watch on Christmas that's not a Christmas movie? Fast and Furious. Mm, Lord of the Rings. Mm, You say Fast and Furious. Y'all, (laughs) y'all, bunk. Listen. I said Lord no. He Rings. said Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I said Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is a good one, though. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is a good one because that movie did, did come out in December. It was a very yeah kind of Christmassy. Hogwarts. Any of the any of the Harry Potter movies are also good, especially the first one. Those are sort of like on HBO right now. They have the Sorcerer's Stone as like a a, a winter wonderland feature because um, it's you know. Hogwarts, castles, winter, snow, fur trees. It just looks magical. I'm still so trying real hard not to give J.K. Rowling the click, a view, anything like that. I know. I know. It's unfortunate. But can I ask you a question then, Annie? So yeah. they celebrate Christmas at Hogwarts. So like, is Jesus a wizard? What house was Jesus in? Jesus was in the house of Lazarus. Okay, why are you playing games? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like, do they, like, do they, you know, is it like hey, they got different houses and they got different? So there's different wizarding schools. So you need to figure out what wizarding school is in. The I understand East. that, Cap. But what I'm saying is they acknowledge. What I'm saying is you can't give the house if you don't know the school. And is was Jesus like the OG wizard? Is he the one that they're trying to, you know? Oh my god, I mean, he turned fucking water into wine. Of course yeah. he's the OG wizard. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Uh, As for houses, I think Jesus is above houses. He walks on water, not through it, my friend. She said that with a tone in her voice and a look in her eye that made me feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, so, like, I think, I just think so you know. Jesus is above houses? There's the, there is the Arabian Academy of Magic, also known as the Arabian School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, right? It's on the outskirts. Uh-huh. Uh, it's in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the school was created in the ninth century. Like it's in the Harry Potter fandom. So the houses are House Jinn, House House like Genie, House Ghoul, House, house Nasus, yeah. and House Kiss Kitsun. Those are the houses. Yeah. I need to know what the other words translate to. Yeah. Surely they do. And I'm sorry, where does Jesus fit into all of this? The middle... If Jesus went to wizarding school, be in the Middle East, longitude and latitude of his birth, my dude. Oh my God, TJ, Jesus was white. <laughs> you know what my favorite, my favorite TikTok of all time is? It's when they say, name something that's not in the Bible, and someone says white people, and I just crack up <laughs> every time. <laughs> online check out our social media links in the show notes